Hey, Mike, it's crime time. Should we crime? <laughs> crime time? <laughs> it's crime time. It's better than prime time. Matt Robeson, Financial Life Planning, joined as always by our expert, our criminal in chief, my unindicted co-conspirator, Mike Morton. Mike, you want to teach people how to do money laundering. Yes, let's go. This is the good kind of All laundering, right. though. Wait, is there a good kind? Anyway. Hey, I'd like to give a disclaimer up front and a habit that we just recorded our last show about things you want to improve, fix, take stock of and do better. I want to stop giving caveats before I make my main point, but I'm going to break that rule right now. I'm going to give a caveat for all our law enforcement friends listening in. Uh, there are no actual crimes that we're advocating. And by the way, when I said in the last episode, I made a little joke about snorting coke. I don't do that either. I, I promise. All right. But you, you want to do the good kind of money laundering. This demands further interrogation, Mike. What do you mean? Okay, let's break it down. So we had an episode just a few ones ago that was how to fix some of these problems, these good problems. You have too much money, too much money. That's a problem. Um, in your brokerage account, not taking advantage of tax savings. So the IRS has all kinds of rules. We could use 401ks, 403bs, and IRAs, and blah, blah, blah. And you find, hey, you know what? Maybe I'm not taking advantage of these things. Um, so how can we do that? So we fixed Matt's problem in our last episode, but this is this next I one. I assure is, you, you have not fixed yeah, all we of my fixed problems. It. All right, we'll be revisiting Matt's problem in a future <laughs> we episode. Have, we have visited the iceberg, the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> the that is Matt's right. problems. I see the tip of the iceberg, <laughs> and so this one is not Matt's problem. He doesn't have this one, but I run across it all the time. And when you have after-tax 401k contributions that you could be doing, but you're not. Um, and this comes up quite a bit with my clients. So I thought we'd just go over this one today. If you find yourself in this situation, really, really pay attention to today's episode. Okay. So the problem we're trying to solve here is you can't save any more money. And you're going to suggest what we're playfully, again, our <laughs> friends at the IRS, playfully calling money laundering. Mike, let's start to walk through this. I'm nervous, not yeah. just because we're talking about money laundering, but because this sounds complicated. It, it, yeah. So I'm going to start at the very end, which is the money laundering part. We're going to move money from your brokerage account, your regular taxable brokerage account, where you've got a few hundred thousand dollars that you've saved really well. We're going to move money from there into your 401k. All right, that's what okay. we're going to do. So we're starting the year with you know, a couple hundred thousand in your brokerage and 100,000 in your 401k. And we're going to move some money by the end of the year from your brokerage into your 401k. But the catch is you're not allowed to take $10,000 from your brokerage and add it to your 401k. You can't do that directly. You can't just go to the drop down and transfer money from a brokerage account to a 401k. So therefore, we've got to do some laundering uh, in between throughout the year. Your setup is so great. You can't do this. Here's how you do it. This is like that episode of Parks and Rec. Don't drink the water. It's contaminated with E. coli. So I made sun tea with it. This sounds bad, Mike. Why, why, why are you setting me up this way? Okay. So the problem we're trying to solve here isn't just that you can't save any more money, but it's also that you've got too much money in a taxable, a fully taxable account, and you're trying to make money. I don't want to say save money. You're, you, When you don't pay more taxes, you're making money. You're trying to make money, thousands of dollars potentially, by having this shift. Okay, so step one, 
isn't cut a hole in the box, what is step one? <laughs> step one is who should pay attention to this episode uh, if you find yourself in this boat, which is you have access to make after-tax contributions to your 401k. And you have some money, maybe a couple hundred thousand in your, or a hundred thousand in your brokerage account. You have some long-term investments in a brokerage account and you are not fully maximizing your 401k contributions or after-tax 401k contributions. So check your employee benefits. I find this a lot of people that work in the tech industry and other big organizations. If you look in your employee benefits and you skip to where it says 401k or do a search for after-tax and see if you can add even more money beyond the 22,000, uh, even more in an after-tax. So that's the thing you wanna search for. So if you find yourself like, hey, I'm not maximizing my 401k, and I also have some long-term savings in my brokerage, this episode is for you. Hey, pop quiz, what has two thumbs speaks French and is in this situation? Moi. <laughs> Actually, I'm not sure about that. That's the beautiful part is that I think a part of our listenership is gonna wonder, wait, does this apply to me? Yep. Great, perfect, listen, because um, this could apply to you. If you're pretty darn sure that it does, listen, because this applies to you. And if you're in, if you're pretty sure it doesn't, you might still be able to give this as advice to a friend. Yep. You could share it with a friend. We'd really like that, that would be, that'd be great for us. Um, all right, so first assess, does this apply to you? Roger, yep. next. Next is, uh, <clears throat> How are we going to do this? So I told you you can't go directly from one to the other. Why, next is why do you care about this? Why do you care about doing this? All right. Because you're going to make more than $10,000 a year by following these simple steps if this applies to you. $10,000 a year that you could make in additional money. Let me tell you a story, Matt, about some friends that came in and they were in this situation. So my friends, Dan and Amy came in and they've got two kids in seventh and 10th grade. And Matt, you can really relate to this situation. They're really spending all the money that they make, <laughs> right? Like they've got kids, the sports are starting to tick up, the travel's getting more expensive for the whole family. And so their paychecks, their net paychecks are really covering their yearly expenses. Now they are saving in their 401ks and they're saving in their IRAs, um, just the regular employee contributions to the 401k, their IRAs. So they're doing great savings already and they've been doing a wonderful job, but they can't save anymore. They're like, look, my full paycheck, that net paycheck that hits the direct deposit, we're spending that throughout the year. But I notice that Amy had access to after-tax 401k contribution. She could save another $30,000 into her 401k, not an employee contribution, but after-tax contribution, another 30,000. And they also had a brokerage account of a couple hundred thousand that they had saved up over the years. And so I was like, listen, you guys could be making over 10,000 a year with just a simple change, you know, by taking advantage of this after-tax. But they're like, Mike, we can't save any more money, all right? So that's the story, that's the setup, like how are we gonna get this 10,000 a year, all right? Okay, yes, Okay. I got it. So what we need to do is since we can't just transfer 30,000, Amy can't transfer 30,000 from her brokerage into the 401k, it's not allowed. You need to save, your 401k contributions can only come from your paycheck, okay? 401k contributions and after-tax 401k contributions can only come from your paycheck, all right? So Amy at the start of the year changes her contributions, not just to the 22,000 for the employee, but adds another 30,000 dollars 
of after-tax contributions from her paycheck that'll come out throughout the entire year. Okay. So that's, okay. she can log in and do that and go to the drop down and say, Hey, okay, extra stuff. But now Matt, what's the but problem? Mike, <laughs> she doesn't have the money to do that. Exactly right. She's spending all her money. She's spending all the money. You're so robbing now. her. But what? Think of the children. <laughs> think of, think of these two children. They need Xboxes, Mike. I know. You're cruel. I know. It's terrible. So that's like what? 2,000, 2,500 a month. So now they're like short a couple thousand bucks a month, right? 30,000 over the year. So they're short a couple thousand dollars. So we just spend that couple thousand from the brokerage account. So once or twice a year, we can transfer all 30,000. We could do you know, 7,500 each quarter, but we transfer money from the brokerage, a couple thousand a month from the brokerage into the everyday checking account. So the direct deposits now gone down by a couple thousand, but we make it up by transferring a couple thousand from the brokerage into the everyday checking account. And that's there to spend. Are you ready to create your ideal lifestyle? Let's discover what's most important to you and design a plan to have more of that in your life. Go to meetmikemorton.com. All one word, meetmikemorton.com. Got it. And so in essence, the money is laundered. I That actually, that kind of makes yeah. sense. All right, a couple of questions for you here. One. Per our last episode, when you broke this news to Dan and Amy, did you use the poop sandwich? Did you tell them, wow, you guys are doing so much savings. It's great. You're in such great shape. Now you're missing a big opportunity here. You know, you could earn another 10000 But the great news is, see, bottom layer of bread, great news is, it's easy to do, and I'm going to show you how to do it, and then you're going to really be like A+. Did Matt, you feed them the whole sandwich? Matt, I'm going to hire you as my client communication oh expert. <laughs> Why? You're already doing this. Dan, Amy, you got served. That's all I can tell you. No, all they right. felt great. They felt great. They got the full sandwich, and they felt so good. Oh, the, actually, the poop in the middle of that is really not that bad. It's, it, it's, it's really, that is a delicious, like, beef brisket sandwich. So, number two. Um, this is a serious question. Let's say you're an idiot like me and you have money in your brokerage account, but it's invested in a target date fund. Am I, if I attempt this totally legal and fine under IRS rules money laundering scheme, if, if I attempt to do this, if I transfer from the brokerage account to my checking account, does that mean that I'm liquidating some investments and therefore I might pay a capital gain? Yes. So depending on what the, I said, they had like 200,000 in their brokerage account. They, in this case, they had a lot of that still in cash. Again, I run into a lot of clients that are holding a lot of cash and we're usually working on investing at the same time. So we don't mm. have that much of an issue because they already have just cash that they could use. But in your case, Matt, see, here we go. You've done a great job of saving mm. and investing, and it's all fully invested in those low-cost oh, index funds. I love this sandwich. <laughs> Feed me more. Yeah. So you're doing a great job, and look how much money you've made on your money. It's great. Now, it's true. It's yes. not all your money, right? Because we're going to owe taxes eventually when we need to sell and use that money. So we're going to have to eat that at some point. So I recommend we do a little bit now, a little bit at a time in order to grow it tax-free forever. And you're gonna save more than $10,000 a year, Matt, by paying a little bit of capital gains. Wow, that was, 
that scene, which was not that bad. <laughs> there was a rough bit in the middle there. And seriously, though, the math works out on this, yeah. I'm assuming, where if I take the hit on the capital gains, let's say I do transfer $10,000 and you know, there's a 15% capital gain, blah, 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 blah. So let's say I, I, I don't know, pay 1500 bucks on this. Yep. The fact that it will now go into a a 401k, a tax deferred account, and will grow without that tax hit will make it worth it. Yeah. I'll, I'll take the hit now, but I should make up the difference given enough time. So I told you the math is a one-time 30,000 contribution will save you, will make you over $10,000. So even if you have to pay 1500, you're still way ahead. The reason, the other thing to point out there, Matt, is these are after-tax 401k contributions, and what you do with them, once you signed up for the after-tax 401k contribution, you put that money starts going in, you immediately roll it to the Roth tax-free. So this 30000 ends up being from a brokerage account at the start of the year, and throughout the year, it gets moved via your paycheck into a Roth, it ends up in a Roth account tax-free. So the 30,000 was being taxed every single year, the interest and dividends and growth. Oh. They're not the cap gains, you can control that, but the interest and dividends are being taxed every year and then it ends up in a Roth tax-free forever. So it's even better. Wow, that is even better because I was assuming tax deferred. So here's my next question. Can I do this more than once. Can I do this more than one year? Yeah, so you can do this every year, right? So it's just like your 401k contributions. There are rules and limits to how much you can do and companies often say you can do 10 to 10,000 or 30, 20,000, 30,000. There's IRS rules, so there's all kinds of rules. But yes, just like your 401k employee contributions that your company might match that two or 4% of whatever you put in, you could do this every single year. So once you set it up, then it's set up to roll forward year to year. So that is, is we're not just talking about the making $10,000 this year. You could essentially be making $10,000 a year. Again, the math will change as you get closer and closer to retirement, but you could be, even if it's 9,000, 8,000, like you could be adding substantially to your savings over time. That's that's pretty good. And you know what this reminds me of is what I find daunting. Sorry, I'm like trying to make two points at once. Remember, my lesson learned from 2023 is one thing. So what I find daunting about this is it sounds like a lot of steps. It sounds like I first of all got to check, see what my current situation is, see what my contribution situation is, see what my brokerage account situation is. I got to figure out if this really does apply to moi. Then I've got to make sure that I have the appropriate account set up. Do I have a Roth? I do not. I'm pretty confident I do not. So it sounds like a lot to do. But on the other hand, if I truly can make $10,000 from this, I don't know what like hourly rate of pay people are used to out there, but you could spend a lot of hours on this and still have it be worth on an hourly basis a lot to you. Yeah. Yeah, if I was gonna do this and I've seen the screens a million times, all of this work takes me about 15 minutes. Logging into your HR, checking the boxes, yes, contribute from my paycheck. It's the same portal where you say, I'm gonna do 5% of my salary to my 401k. 
there's a box that's like after tax. You check that and say, I want to do 5% after tax. So it's in there and you do that. And then you set up automatic transfers from your brokerage. So you might sell like you, to your point, Hey, I, everything's invested. I need to sell $10,000 worth. Okay. Put in the trade and then transfer the money. So I made it sound really simple. It's a few check boxes, a few drop downs and stuff like that. I understand it's a little more complicated and also a little scary for most people who are moving tens of thousands of dollars. It's something with the HR portal. Did I check the right box? Did I do the right percent? You know, I get that. But it, to your point, Matt, a few hours of work or get someone to help you walk through it a few hours, it's worth 10,000 bucks. All right. Pop quiz hotshot. <laughs> Let's say it's not moi that this applies to, right? Let's say I don't have the room in the 401k or whatever. But there was something else that I noticed in Dan and Amy's situation. They have two kids in seventh and 10th grade. I assume that they're looking forward, and I do not use that term fully, literally. They're looking forward to spending a lot of money in the college years, which are coming at them pretty fast. What if they have 529 accounts that are also subject to contribution limits? Could they accomplish the same kind of maneuver here, taking money out of taxable accounts and transferring to a 529, maybe they wouldn't get the same hit because now you really are talking about a tax deferred account, but are you still potentially looking at a break-even proposition or even a get-ahead proposition? Are you just looking to justify your own situation where you might may or may not have done something similar to this? I am looking to you to give me unpaid financial advice. That's what I'm looking That's for. That's what I'm looking for here. I've had to eat your sandwich already, so I might as well. So you could totally do the same thing with the 529. It's not as juicy a sandwich because in seventh and 10th grade. You really drop this metaphor now. <laughs> You're not growing the money for that long. You know, seventh and 10th grade, we only have a few more years. We're not going to be that aggressive with the money necessarily in the 529. Yeah, like you're not getting as much. And in Dan and Amy's case, they had already saved a bunch in the 529. I didn't want to add more um, because we don't know what college expenses are going to look like. But yeah, 529 is a fantastic uh, place for growing money tax-free to, to be used for education expenses. So exactly right, Matt. Same concept applies here. So I'm just thinking that we should have expanded our disclaimer up front about who this applies to because yeah. you could find yourself, ah, I don't have the 401k situation. Maybe you're you know, yeah. crushing it there. But especially if you have younger kids, my kids are a little bit younger than that window that you described. So this could, if you have that longer runway to have that a tax-free growth, then this could approach break even. Like even in my example, you pay the 1500, the 2000 bucks now, you could make up or at least break even with it and and there's no harm no foul yeah yeah i love it we had talked a little bit about the 529 and that before so i really wanted to hit this after tax 401k contributions because a lot of people more people than than they even know <laughs> have access to these types of accounts and what about other kinds of accounts where there may be distribution limits, dependent care, or, um, uh, health savings accounts? It, would the same thing apply same there? Same thing. HSA is fantastic. You know, it's our favorite account. And the same thing like IRAs, right? Hey, I'm not even maxing out my IRAs. Take a look at that first. Uh, make sure you're doing those. So that you know, we've had episodes on the waterfall, like where to save that next dollar. Mm. So take a look at that as well. Um, but this is one I run into really around, Mike, I can't save anymore. Like we're already doing a good savings. We're maxing out the 401k and we're maxing out our IRA and I'm spending the rest of my money. 
However, we've identified here's another account that you could be taking advantage of with this money laundering. You know, you've done a great job saving in your brokerage. So here's an opportunity. So it's all looking for these opportunities. It really strikes me how important it is to think about time frame here. How long are you before retirement? And I am, I've been honest about this on the show. I am in the situation where I dumbly put money into a brokerage account and put it into this target date fund. So it's invested. I've said, and you are truly giving me the more than a golf clap. I was like, it's great. It's a good situation. It's a good problem to have. But I am very much in the situation where I really don't have that much more to save, but I do have money sitting in a brokerage account that is continuing to grow. It's invested, but it is taxable. And so it's really interesting that you say this, like this is a source of, if I do the transfer early enough, then I can still come out way, way ahead. And I, this is good. This Matt, is good news, man. I'll leave, let's wrap this episode with this. I got a situation for you to take advantage of. So you don't have, you're doing a lot of entrepreneurial stuff, the podcasting, other ventures and things, you know, besides some of your other work. Here's an, here's an opportunity for you, my friend. You don't currently have after-tax 401k from your employer. You need to set up a solo 401k. And then you can save money into your solo 401k. You could start your own little LLC with some of the side hustle money, set up a 401k, and then there you go. Same deal, a solo 401k. I don't, Mike, I don't have more money to save. Ah, but we got a brokerage account. So save that income into your solo 401k and spend from your brokerage account. And we can talk about that next time. Oh my gosh. All right, we're going to have to take that to next time. All right, on that, I think we will wrap it up. For Mike, I'm Matt. We will see you next time. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for joining us on Financial Planning for Entrepreneurs. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to and rate the podcast on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can connect with me at LinkedIn or MortonFinancialAdvice.com. I'd love to get your feedback. If you have a comment or question, please email me at financialplanningpod at gmail.com. Until next time, Thanks for tuning in. This recording is for informational purposes only and should not be considered for investment advice. Opinions expressed as are of the date of recording. Such opinions are subject to change. We do not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the data presented here.